Hello, I'm Mike Browning. Welcome to Let God Speak. We live in a confused generation looking for answers to life's mysteries. God has already solved the major mystery of life in Jesus' death as the Lamb of God. The book of Revelation calls that the everlasting gospel. We will see today that there is a profound depth to the everlasting gospel. Well, folks, on our panel today, we have Lena Yoon and Kylie Fisher. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today and contributing to our program. Um, before we actually open the scripture, we're going to pray together and we'd invite everyone to join with us. Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege that we have of opening the scripture and reading its message. We're looking at a message that's specifically for our day, our time. So I pray that you'll guide us through your Holy Spirit today, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, every generation of believers meets different challenges. And it does seem as though every generation has a particular message to give to the world. Um, so what about our age, Kylie? Does this generation have a message for the world today? It does. And we have a message that is relevant for us today. Mm -hmm. So we know from Bible prophecy, like particularly if you think of the image in Daniel chapter two, we know we're living right in the very toes, the feet of iron and clay of that image. And the Which next is the time of the end, of it's time, the time yeah. of the end. Mm -hmm. And the next great event is that rock Jesus Christ himself coming to establish his kingdom. Mm. And this is a huge event mm. and is something that requires us to prepare for it because, because this life is um, our only opportunity to yeah, do that. That's very temporary. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. And so we also find that um, the second coming is mentioned at the end of Revelation chapter 14. And right before that is a special three part message. And that three part message is the message for us okay, today. That's, that's the present assignment for the people of God. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I can read um, verses six and seven Please do, yeah. here. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. Okay, thank you for that, Carly. Um, this is a little bit alarming, this message, particularly in the second verse there, Lena, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, it announces the judgment. Yeah, so it's meant to get people's attention and warn people. It's a wake up call. And but um, if you think of all these, you know, scary part of like, you know, judgment, but still like, you know, uh, what is the am amazing part is that it's in the setting of the gospel of God's grace. Mm -hmm. OK, oh, that is fantastic to remember that, isn't it? So that even though it's an alarming message, there's grace right through that, God's grace, God's yeah. goodness and mercy. Okay, look, Kylie, thinking about the whole book of Revelation just for a moment, um, it's important to think about the source. 
where the book comes from, who gave it to us. Yeah, yes, indeed. So if we turn to the very beginning of the book, the very first verse, and this book set, uh, this verse says, Revelation 1 verse 1 says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. This is a message that comes directly from Jesus. Mm. And it is a message, um, you know, that shows us the things that are going to happen. And so it's a message of comfort to yeah. show that Jesus is with us even mm -hmm. during this time. OK, so that's a very important point, isn't it? Mm. This is a message from Jesus for the world. Mm. Uh, and I'm really pleased, pleased that it's so clear where it comes from. Mm. Um, there are some special words here, Lena, too, that lay the foundation for the whole book, actually, don't they? for the whole of the book of the Reg and our understanding of the book of Revelation. Yeah, so now I'm going to read our Revelation 1, uh, five, verses 5 and 6 first here. So verse 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his is God and Father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So these verses tell us the death of Christ for sins of all um, who would come to him in faith. And so basically the, uh, the grace of God mm. pardons our sins, our past and empowers our present and also gives us hope for our yeah. future. Yeah. So we're washed in his blood. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, that this is said right at the very beginning of the book of Revelation. It's as though Jesus is saying, get this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. This book is bathed in the blood of Christ and salvation. So that's good to have. Um, there are some specific words, too, that lay the foundation for that message of the three angels in Revelation 14 that you read about a moment yeah. ago. Yeah. And what are those? Yeah, so I think really, so I read verse, um, Revelation 14, verse 6, just before. It says that this angel who's flying in the midst of heaven, he has the everlasting gospel. Okay. to preach to them that dwell on the earth. Okay. So it's all in the, the gospel of Christ's love. Christ came to save us. And this message is part of that salvation. Message. OK, thank you for that. Um, that's very good. There are other places in the book of Revelation, Lena, where the gospel right, of Christ, his salvation is mentioned. Yeah, numerous places, actually. But um, are there any that stand out for you there? Yeah, sure. Um, so let's have a read uh, Revelation 7 verses 13 and 14. So here, then one of the elders answered, saying to me, who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from? And I said to him, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. So here, um, these verses tell us all the faithful uh, people in heaven and um, their robes were washed and also they were made white in the blood of the lamb. Okay, so the, a beautiful symbol of how Jesus takes us, washes us, makes us clean, you know, white. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, no, thank you for that. It's lovely. Um, what do you think, while we're down this end of Revelation, what do you think of chapter 5 and the statement in chapter 5, verse 5 and 6? 
here, which makes an interesting statement. Um, one of the elders said to me, do not weep. These are the elders before the throne of God, by the way. Do not weep. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the school scroll of the history of the world, basically, and to loose its seven seals. He said, the line of the tribe of Judah can do it. And he says, I looked in verse six and behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures, in the, in the midst of the elders stood a lion? No, a lamb as though it had been slain. To me, that's a beautiful picture. John looks for a lion and what does he see? A lamb that's bleeding and, and it just thinks, oh, Man, so Kylie, what do you think about that? You heard what I feel about that. Yeah, I just think this is just a wonderful verse. And I mm. just actually love Revelation chapter five. And when I think about this, it's actually a verse in Proverbs. Proverbs 30 verse 30, which says that the lion is strongest among beasts and it turns not away for any. And when I think about that, I think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that was really the moment when the fate of the world trembled in his hands, you know, and he was so, his heart was so wrung with temptation as he felt the weight of the sins of the world coming on him. And yet, you know, and he, would he take that cup? Would he, you know, make that final decision to go to the cross for us? And he did not turn away. So to me, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah, but Mm. he's also, you know, as John said in John 1 verse 29, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And that idea is right through the revelation, isn't it? That Jesus is the Lamb. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah, Yeah. and also in Revelation 14, those who conquer are those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. So if we have the faith of Jesus, we will follow Jesus wherever he went. The same way that he conquered, we can conquer too. Okay, thank you. Um, And while we're in Revelation 14, Lena, and returning to that message, how important is that moment? Remember, this is the one, this is the assignment, if you like, God's people have today. How important is it? Well, it's really seriously important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, if you just picture this scene, the angel is flying. It implies to us that, you know, this matter is so urgent yes. and essential. So, um, Again, um, well, it's dealing with a judgment, though, and, um, you know, eternal um, destiny for all humanity. But again, once again, the setting is in the, um, you know, in the gospel of God's grace. So that's the amazing part of it. So it's got to, this is a message the world must hear. And that's that's really good, thanks. Um, Question for you, Kylie, here on the matter of um, verse 6 there in chapter Mm. 14 where um, it, the message is called the everlasting gospel. Mm. So have you got any comments you'd like to make on that? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, sometimes we, we might wonder, does God's plan, has it changed at all over time? I mean, you know, 6,000 years of Earth's history, but it's the everlasting gospel. It's actually, there's one way of salvation. Mm-hmm. And so today it is um, the same way that it, that it okay. always has been. Okay, thank you for that. Um, pursuing now some of the depths of the gospel, um, Lena, um, what, do you th- what insights do we gain out of Romans chapter 3? I'd just like to refer to that for a moment. Chapter 3 and verse 26. 
Romans 3 verse 26, and this is what it says. I'll read it out. It says, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, God's righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. This is talking about some of the depths of the gospel here now, seeing as that's the matter that was raised. So what insight do we get here into, particularly those words just and justifier? Okay, to be able to find that, uh, we're going to have a look at Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Here it says, Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. So the key word here is passed over the sins mm-hmm. of past. Okay. And um, at the cross, God's full character of his mercy and love and wisdom is understood as never before. Mm. And the cross showed how God can justify sinners or forgive sinners and at the same time yet still be a God of justice. Mm -hmm. This is mind blowing to me. Mm. And sin has a price that Jesus paid. Yes, okay. It is amazing, isn't it? That God came up with a plan to both be just himself and justify of those who've sinned. Just mind boggling. When you think about it, we only catch a glimpse of it. When did God come up with the complexities of the the gospel? Now, how long ago did he do this? (laughs) Yeah, so God is never caught by surprise. I mean, it's Mm. not his will that sin should be in existence. He did not want there to be sin and suffering, but he made provision for this terrible emergency. And there are a number of verses that talk about this. So let's first of all, look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, because we don't deserve it, but according to his own purpose and grace. So once again, there's the emphasis there of the gospel. And then here's the key point for us at the moment, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So it was Mm. before the world began that God had this plan. That's amazing. So well before sin came in, even before there were human beings. That's right. God had a plan in place, Um, which is very reassuring Mm. to us to know that this is the best possible plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I I noticed that um, in Titus chapter one, verse one and two, it says very similar things. Mm -hmm. Um, Talking verse two, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before time began. And I'd underline the word promised Mm. before time began. He made a promise, a commitment to deal with the sin problem in this manner, Mm. if if and when it should arise, knowing that it would. Mm. Yeah, no, thank thank you for that. That's a, Mm. a beautiful picture. Look, some are confused, however, in the setting of the gospel, some are confused by Revelation 14. And I'd like to just go back to that those three angels' messages there that are go to the world before Jesus comes. Revelation chapter 14, and look at verse 6 and 7 again. Um, Notice in verse, without reading the whole verses through once more, notice it talks in verse 6 about the message being the everlasting gospel to go to the whole world. And then in verse 7 it says, um, announce part of the everlasting gospel, the hour of his judgment has come. Now, some are confused by Jesus connecting the everlasting gospel with the judgment. Um, How should we understand this, Lena? Yeah, so it may seem a bit confusing or even Mm. paradoxical, right? Mm. But in actual fact, um, 
the um, judgment is an essential or integral part of uh, the gospel, everlasting gospel itself, mm. because it will tell us that sin will have an end point at some point. Yeah. In other words, it will be all over, mm. right? So we're going to have a look at um, Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15. Here 14 says, Then death and hates were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay. So these verses tell us that both sin and mm -hmm. sinners will perish. Mm -hmm. And also there won't be any sin problems anymore at last. That's right. And by the way, this, this um, hits on the head forever, doesn't in all time, the concept of an ever burning hell. Mm -hmm. Because if eternal life is granted to the lost in flames, Yes. then the sin problem will never be over. Mm. It'll be there for eternity. Mm. Um, whereas Jesus is making it very clear here, it's a second death. The mm. first death we all understand, we all face it. Um, but the second death um, is going to completely remove sin and sinners, sadly. Um, but every provision is made so that we don't have to be a part of that. Mm, That's yeah. the glorious thing that God has done. So thank you for that. Um, uh, Kylie, mm. what does First Peter 1.18 tell us about the plan of salvation. I'm going to read it. First Peter mm. chapter one. And I'm going to read verses 18 through to 20 here, folks. So if you follow me with that, it says, knowing that we were not redeemed, saved mm. with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, which tradition would have emphasized silver and gold. <laughs> but, verse 19, with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. <laughs> he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. There it is again, <laughs> right back in time, but was manifest in these last times for you. So what's it tell us about the plan of salvation here, Kyle? Yeah, so it tells us that the price of salvation is it's beyond us to understand. We can't buy salvation no matter how expensive a gift mm. we were to give. Um, salvation cost the Son of God his life. Mm. It was a terrible, terrible price. And um, yeah, so, and, and many people, you know, you think about people like Martin Luther and so on, you mm. know, they, they tried to buy forgiveness. They felt that, you know, through their own good works or whatever, yeah. that they could atone for their sins. But that's, you know, that's not- It kind of comes going. naturally for human beings to want yeah. to pay their way. Yeah. Yeah, so, but not in this case, can't do it. Yeah. Look, um, Lena, do you see any similarities in Revelation 14, verse 6 and 7, which is a proclamation that's to go to the whole world? Do you see any similarities between that and Jesus' initial gospel commission, if you like, that we find um, at the end of Matthew, chapter 28? Um, you've got some comments on that you want to make. I'm going to read Matthew 28 for you to help you refer to that, if you like. But you go ahead with the other first. Yeah, sure. Um so, of course, there's a similarities here. So, um, Revelation 14, 6 and 7, um, we've read these verses already here. Uh, there's actually three things that we can consider. The firstly, um, even in Matthew, would you like to read the verses? Yeah, it says, um, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. 
Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. Yeah, thank you. Um, mm. So firstly, go to every nation. Then the whole world can hear. So that's mm. the first point. And secondly, and uh, teach and preach so uh, that people may observe God's commandments. That's number two. And third point is that, oh, sorry. And uh, number, number two was like, you know, teach and preach. And the third point was observing commandments. Mm. So um, this, uh, this, uh, the third part actually that leads to um, people in the Revelation who keep the commandments. That's really interesting, isn't it? So the message of the three angels of Revelation 14 culminates in a people, brings out a people from the world, if you like, who are faithful to God and obedient to Him and trust in Jesus. I just think it's such a beautiful picture. So really it's a continuation of, Revelation 14 is a continuation of the Gospel Commission of Matthew that Jesus gave there. Very interesting. Okay, moving on. Um, there are some differences, by the way, uh, particularly one big difference, Kyle, isn't there, between these two commissions? Yeah, so I think for me, the major difference between them, as we've been discussing, is that there is the message of the judgment. Mm. And again, looking at other Bible prophecies, we know that from the 2300 year prophecy of Daniel, that that judgment, the day like Paul also talks about, that God has appointed a day in which he will judge the world. Okay. And so that began in 1844. So, so that's a message that is unique to mm. our time, that judgment aspect. That's right. And that's why, because it's unique to our time and it's occurring in our time, it has to be addressed mm. in this final message. No, yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, Lena, I just want to explore a little bit more how the judgment is part of the gospel, the gospel message. Yeah, sin that is not repented of obviously has consequences. Okay. And um, the gospel is the good news, but it's not a game. It's really serious. So um, sin cost the death of life of Christ, you know, God's only begotten son. So why don't we freely receive this salvation mm. and uh, make it our own? Yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, and clearly if we continue in sin, carelessly that is, we all battle with our temptations and I wouldn't like to minimize that. But if we were to continue carelessly in sin, folks, um, there is a judgment and that's the point. Mm. Yes. And we should take it seriously. So in view of the importance Kylie of the world hearing this message, mm. what should we do about it? I mean, we're all busy, aren't we? Everyone's a busy person. You know? Yeah, well, I guess that God could have maybe said that he was too busy to help you know, little humans and left could. us to our own. Mm. So really, you know, we are busy and Satan is finding ways to make us more and more busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do find time to do the things that are really important to us. Yeah. So if we really um, love God, if mm. we pray earnestly for his Holy Spirit to see the seriousness, seriousness of this time and the seriousness of the message, then we will just really feel compelled to share that with yeah. everyone, you know, our yeah. neighbours, I mean, the people around us need the gospel as we much do. as people we over do. in... The people that we know. And you know yeah. we've got some beautiful tracks available yeah. you can share and you've got a mouth we can speak. <laughs> that's and right. That's, God gives us the opportunity of doing that. Yeah. Um, look, 
um, we're running close out of time here today. When we come to the end of our lives and we look back on the things that we have done, um, what are we going to think about? Are we going to count up our properties <laughs> as we breathe our last? Are we going to talk about our houses and cars? And what do you think? Well, uh, such things that you mentioned, properties, houses and cars are perishable things that we mm. can never take to heaven. So obviously what we need to do, uh, we will be thinking of, you know, first and most importantly, God. Yeah. And uh, secondly, uh, the inner circle, our family, sure. and also the outer circle, uh, the community, our neighbors. Yeah. Then we need to ask this serious question to ourselves, what do we do that counts for eternity? Yes, that's the question, isn't it? That's, a good, that's the question, all right. Um, mm. Because why must the whole world, in a nutshell, hear, the, hear this message of Revelation 14? Why do they need to hear it? Um, well, they need to hear it really to prepare for the return of Christ because when That's Christ it, comes again, there's mm. no second chances. But also, you know, God is fair. And mm. so he, he's not going to come without people having a chance to hear okay, it. OK, so yeah. we all need to hear it. There's no doubt mm. about it. Um, and there are people who give their entire lives, don't they, to yeah. sharing that message around the world, even possibly difficult circumstances in order to do that, Lena, don't they? Why do they do that? Well, I believe that they were called by God to do um, that ministry. And um, also they believe that announcing the you know, second coming of Christ is the most important part in the world, important yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is coming and we do, people do need to know how to prepare. Look, Jesus made a promise in Matthew 24, um, verse 14. And I'd just like to quickly read this as we come to the close of our program. Revelation, uh, Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said this in the setting, by the way, of the signs of his second coming. Mm. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Now, that's a really interesting promise. How is this going to happen, Kylie? Yeah. So as you've said, it is a promise. Mm. So it is going to happen. You know, it's, it's right there for us in God's word. Okay. He has spoken it. He will fulfill it. So let's have a look at Acts chapter one and verse eight, which says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Mm. And so, so there it says the Holy Spirit would come upon God's people. Yes. And we can also look in the book of Joel, Joel mm. chapter two, which talks about, um, about that latter rain, the Holy mm. Spirit yes. coming on God's people. And even in Revelation 18, there's that fourth angel that comes down and lightens the whole earth with his glory. Okay, so yeah. that's our great need. And that's how the promise will be fulfilled. God's mm. spirit moving in the hearts of his people. Well, we have to leave it there. Thank you, ladies. Um, folks, it's a huge privilege to be involved in sharing the everlasting gospel with the people that we meet. People everywhere today are looking for certainty. We can give them hope in a coming King. Well, we're glad you tuned in to us today on Let God Speak. Remember all past programs plus teachers notes can be found on our website, 3abinaustralia.org.au. If you wish, you can email us on lgs at 3abinaustralia.org au, and uh, we'd invite you to tune in and to tell your friends if they'd like to share with us at this time. So do join us again and God bless to you each one.
You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.